Okay, I probably shouldn't play any more of that. Uh, Merry Christmas, guys. Um, welcome to another episode of Now and Then. It's your host, Isaiah. I'm here. We're chilling. Uh, got the Christmas vibes up, you know, as much as we can. I used to work retail, so I'm kind of like with it, not with it. Um, but yeah, you know, um, figured we'd do a little special Christmas episode for y'all. Um, you know, I'm gonna get into some good shit about my week, about my life and times as well. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. What do we have? Um, I saw a couple movies, um, you know, like most of America. Um, let's see, let's start with one I really, really dug. Um, Spider-Man, No uh, No Way Home. Banger. Actually, I might have already covered this and I'm just, you know, a little drunk and a little high right now and, you know, yada, yada, yada. I think I did, but, you know good still recommend um but what did i see um last night or yesterday um the matrix the matrix resurrection or whatever they're calling it um i don't know it was kind of a l i'm not gonna lie that's this is my movie corner review on this um i don't know like so far my review on it is and i'm not gonna give you any spoilers of course um is um a lot of the movie just feels like a regurgitation of what you watched you know like it just feels like they they taped this all together you know in a plot way where it's just like yeah it's just like what we did before type shit and um once you get to the ending it's kind of neat and it kind of feels like oh yeah you know we're back in the matrix blah 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 and it it feels kind of good but it just takes so long to get there. And um, yeah, uh, to me, definitely not worth the ticket. I, I actually paid $3 more just to watch on HBO Max so I could like smoke weed and, uh, you know, drink at home and watch it and not, you know, catch the new <laughs> Omnicron, which we're going to be getting into. Um, food Corner, though. Um, ooh, yeah, let's talk about food. I had actually what I would say. I'm gonna be real with y'all. Let me let me smell. I I want to get back in my mode. So what I would say was my meal of the year. Um, <laughs> um I went to Uncle Gibbs, y'all. Um, you know, for <coughs> any of the uh, Cincinnati, Ohio locals, you might know about it. You can Google it. You can find it. Very good. So good. I don't know why I'm getting my Trump accent out, but it was mm, mm, the best. The best you could ever have. No, I don't know. It was really great. Um, I'm just going to break down the whole just thing because I was just like such so oh, good. I, I go in there. I was expecting to dine in because I was just like I was hankering. I'm like, this is going to be my meal. I got the time. You know, let's make it happen, Captain. So I go in there and I'm like, I see it's empty. And I immediately click, understand. Well, okay, you know, obviously this is going to be to go only. Awesome. That's fine. I get in there. There's also another person who's, it's her first time. And she was like asking me like, hey, do you know what's good here? And I'm like, I have no idea. I'm like, actually, it's my first time too. Um, and then the uh, the waiter, he's like, oh, no, it's okay. Like, I'll let you guys know, you know, you know, this is kind of like what's spicy, popular, you know, yada, yada, yada. And so he gave us a little quick breakdown of the menu. Now, I actually did do my research, and I was like, I'm going to get the duck. So I got the Peking duck. Then I also got 
um, a little sample of their dim sum menu. Um, I got shrimp in chili pepper. Um, so essentially it was a shrimp and they cooked it in a piece of a chili pepper and then they covered it in, in red chilies. Very good. Also had shrimp balls. And then um, I'm going to get this wrong, but I think it was called chicken dry food. But essentially it was chicken and rice noodles and good golly, Miss Molly was so good. Mm, it was so, so mm. scrumptious. Uh, they also gave me a side of rice. Um, all of it was fire. Um, that was my meal of the year, y'all. That's my gourmand, chef's corner, food corner, movie corner. We got that in there. Um, work-wise, things are coming down for your boy. You know, we're kind of hitting the end cycle of the year, start of the new year coming up. So, um, you know, that's nice. You know, I'm getting some R&R. Uh, later on today, I'm going to be doing some more Christmas things with some family friends. That'll be fun. Um, really in the spirit. Do you feel me? Um, but yeah, let's get into some news over here. While I got your ear. Um, like I said about Omicron, it's, you know, it's in the news. Um, essentially it is now the dominant strain in the U S. Um, I got a bird coming somewhere. <laughs> um, but I got this from the Hill, uh, the CDC, uh, Omicron now a majority of U S COVID-19 cases, uh, 73%. So uh, I believe it's at exactly 73.2% as of uh, the week ending in December 18th. So, I mean, it is definitely becoming a more and more mounting thing. Um, I will say that there's definitely a pro here that it is a more mild variant. But I say that not to say that, and one thing, I'm not a doctor, you know, please do not, <laughs> not go off taking my whole advice here. But it's definitely one of those things where, it, it's a milder case if you've been vaccinated and you've been boosted. Um, it's one of those things where it hits way different if you are unvaccinated. And I feel like a lot of people are misunderstanding the, in the, the, the speech that's coming out with, with this. Um, you know, I, I understand that um, people really burn out and it sucks. You know, I think especially too looking towards the future because you know, not only are we talking about, you know, our third booster now, but there are places that are having the conversation about the fourth booster. And, um, you know, I've talked to some of my friends, coworkers, stuff like that. Some are like, you know, they're totally down. Others are not. They're like, look, I thought this was going to be a one-time deal and you got me on the hook for how long indefinitely, you know, and, and, and it's really upsetting. And I, I get that. I understand that frustration. Um, and hell, I even have friends who are still like, no, I'm not getting vaccinated, period point blank period you know I, I i've made it this far you know caught it maybe once twice whatever i don't know you know but um it is something that is is that we're gonna have to keep dealing with you know and, and i think not just in the situation of america getting vaccinated but it's also a worldwide thing um there are places that are talking about hey we understand the need for the booster shot and and everyone being you know maximum vaccinated but at the end of the day there are poor countries where this that where this you know virus is becoming a huge playground and it's getting to develop and become new and you know at the end of the day your vaccine can only cover so much you know and then you're going to have to keep dealing with new versions of the shit that are spry evasive you know and still deadly um especially because not everyone's going to get vaccinated that's just the point blank period thing you know so um 
you know, we'll definitely keep you posted. I, I like to just dribble in the news with Omicron. Um, but, you know, I, I and, and too, I mean, it, it's definitely been a little bit more of the Biden administration rollout where it's like, you know, they're catching flack for the fact that there's not tests out, but they're trying to rebound, put those out. Um, and then also it's still the the conversation of, look, the Omicron variant is bad, but it's going to be more mild if you're fully up to date with your vaccinations. And if you're not, if you're unvaccinated, then yeah, this is going to be a completely different winter for you. So, you know, I think some people are like, oh man, that's cold blooded. But I mean, I, I think that that's just really the facts of the matter. Um, you know, but that being said, people are going to do what they want. So, you know, that is what it is. Um, I got some international news. Um, it's kind of, there's been a lot of election stuff. This is something I've it's been a learning experience for me doing the news this year. Um, there's been so many. Um, there was something I missed in the in Barbados, uh, which was pretty crazy. There, they had a new elector, uh, you know, new um, presidential thing, and they got their own independence, and it was a whole big thing, and I missed it in the f- like flurry of news. Um, but one I wanted to cover this week um, was leftist Gabriel Boric, who is 35 years old, nice and young. Um, I say that in my thirties. <laughs> um, uh, wins Chile's uh, Chile's election for or Chile's presidential election. Um, I got this from CNN. Um, Gabriel Boric, who is now Chile's youngest uh, president, um, which is pretty cool uh, considering a lot of the tumultuous dictatorial you know, kind of energy that has kind of come up in Chile to kind of get all the way back over to a leftist um, winning is pretty cool. Um, I know some people are kind of putting kind of a ultra leftist, like he's kind of communist spin on it. Like I've heard that some people are not as excited, not as stoked. Um, But at the same time, I mean, the elect, uh, the options you had were Boric or you had, um, I believe who's his name? Uh, Jose Antonio Cast, who was definitely a, you know, the right wing, you know, Chile equivalent of a Donald Trump. Um, They also uh, equated him to Bolsonaro, who we've covered before, who's like a guy who's just like, yeah, I don't give a shit about COVID. It doesn't exist. It's not a problem. Um, So he's really embodying this kind of energy uh, cast. And then also on top of it, I also heard, I mean, and this is kind of maybe smeary, whatever, alleged, whoever, but like his parents were Nazis. So it's kind of like, ooh, that's just like, that's not the energy I want to see in any kind of government anywhere. So I was happy to see Bork win. Um, also, there was a little bit of side talk in terms of just, uh, he um, just does like a lot of cool stuff. Like he's a podcaster. So naturally that hits to me, or he did podcast. I believe he's also a teacher too. Um, uh, or maybe that's the student leader part. I don't know. Um, I haven't done too much research. Sorry, guys. Sue me. Don't sue me, actually. Um, uh, but um, also, he plays Magic the Gathering, which I don't know if you guys have followed too much about me. If you know me, Magic the Gathering is something very near and dear to my fucking heart. So hearing that he did that, I was like immediately like way too smitten. And I was like, I'm probably going to I'm probably going to give him a little slice of the episode. I'm going to just throw it in like, you know he's giving his flowers so congratulations big news uh love to see it um also things i love to see um 
uh, news in the Kim Potter case. It has uh, resolved in terms of a conviction. Um, she was convicted on manslaughter charges in the shooting of the shooting death of Dante Wright. I uh, got this from Insider. Uh, let me finish this bowl real quick. Ooh, we. <clears throat> and I'm drinking. Um, also, beer today. I got this um, little IPA thing. I'm getting a little bougie again. Uh, what is it? A double India Pale Ale Dippa um, Westside Brewing. So it's, I think it's Cincinnati, Ohio. It's local bitches. Um, so I guess shout out to them because uh, I've really enjoyed this beer. <laughs> um, but um, anyway. Back to the news. Uh, Kim Potter, she was found guilty of manslaughter on Thursday. Um, I didn't know how this case was really going to go. Um, I've been kind of keeping it posted um, in terms of people who are kind of new to this and who haven't maybe heard the episode. Essentially, <clears throat> she um, was found guilty in the shooting of Dante Wright. Um, it kind of happened in a situation. There was a tussle between Dante and two other officers. Um, in the process, he makes a break to try to get I believe back to his car and get in and drive away. And um, she pulls out her gun and what she says was a taser. And she does yell taser and pulls the trigger and shoots him. And then immediately realizes that was not her taser. And, you know, is kind of dealing with the moment as Dante Wright dies. Um, essentially the case kind of does come down to kind of a duel between like expert testimony. Um, but then also I think the jury just kind of reads the whole situation as what it was. I mean, like she wasn't, and my gut reaction was like, oh yeah, you definitely deserves to like go away from murder. But I think uh, something that always kind of is an issue for me as a human being, uh, especially being like really emotional uh, and my own personal biases, whatever, um, I can go, oh, this feels like this person should go away for blah, blah, blah. But then you have to always remember that there is a statute of law, like, you know, and you have to take a situation and apply it as best you can to law. And so in terms of situation of, okay, a person literally hip fires up an item and the way that this all plays out, and especially because it is a cop, I can understand manslaughter. It was one of those things that when it kind of all hit the fan, I'm like, okay, that's fine. All right. Um, so the fact that even though it was a majority white jury, um, it still came out to this outcome. I'm happy about, um, you know, we'll definitely update you with um, uh, the sentencing. And when I say happy about, um, I know that's kind of something that people can kind of misconstrue it and kind of go, oh, wow, that's kind of fucked up to say that kind of shit, man. And at the end of the day, it's all fucked up. This conviction does not bring back a life. So I, I think whenever you hear Brad or I, whoever on the podcast, <clears throat> say those kind of things is that we're happy that we at least feel like justice is served, at least to the point. You know, um, I, I just don't like seeing people walk away from this kind of shit because that becomes more and more common. and. Um, I know another thing, uh, kind of loose bits, so I'm kind of thinking maybe I might do a little bit of an extra episode or something in the near future before the end, year's end. Uh, Derek Chauvin, um, I believe he pleaded guilty to some federal charges, which I think were just, he did more or less to be advantageous for him. 
But I mean, it's kind of just kind of like a close up for him to kind of like say, hey, let me not get pinned for harder charges. Let me just take this on the chin and we move on because he's already, you know, he's already in the clink. His appeals didn't work out to my knowledge. So um, uh, there's that in a nutshell. Um, Another thing I wanted to cover, I got this from the AP, um, the Secret Service. um, Apparently they are reporting nearly $100 billion with a B. Uh, was stolen in pandemic relief funds. Uh, that's a spicy story. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have tried to apply for any of the relief programs in 2020. Um, they were a bit tricky. Um, I know for me, I think I did try to apply for one. I was, uh, I've, I've been door dashing and stuff like that. Um, and other, you know, food service stuff. And um, I was told, like, hey, maybe you can get a potential loan and stuff like that. So I tried to apply. <clears throat> oh, there's that burp, guys. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Whoo, thank you for sticking with me. Mm, mm. <laughs> but uh, essentially, uh, for me, that loan didn't go through. I got declined. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know, keep it moving. You know, at least we tried. Um, but apparently, there were some people who did try to abuse these relief programs and they got away with it. And a lot of money was taken in the process. Um, so, I mean, essentially, this is kind of just new data that's come out. Um, let's see. Let's look at a little quote from this article we got from the AP. While roughly 3% of the $3.4 trillion dispersed, the amount stolen from the pandemic benefits program shows the sheer size of the pot is enticing to criminals, said Dotson, who apparently is like a guy running, um, you know, part of the Secret Service. Um, but I mean, I, it's so crazy to hear this number. It says uh, the Labor Department reported about eighty-seven billion in unemployment benefits that could have been paid improperly, with a significant uh, portion attributed to fraud, attributable to fraud. Um, now they've gotten some of that money back. Um, but I mean, I'm sure some of that's just going to be shit in the wind. Um, just cause of how messy everything was with the rollouts and things like that. Things that are contested. Also, I, I, something that I'd be worried about are people that maybe might get wrongly accused for like fraud and things like that and have to deal and contend with that. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's why like, I was really hesitant to even apply for mine, but I mean, I was just really down bad. Like most people in 2020, um, you just, I was like, Hey, I'm going to apply and look into any money I can potentially get for myself. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely a shame that people, you know, did it for bad. Um, and you know, that's, you know, government taxpayer money. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think that they kind of know too, that like, you know, fraud's kind of an inevitable thing. Um, actually I do kind of like the quote they have at the end here. Um, this is once again, Dotson. Um, he says, can we stop fraud? Will we? No. But I think we can definitely prosecute those that need to be prosecuted, and we can do our best to recover as much fraudulent pandemic funds that we can. Um, so, you know, I mean, at least that's kind of like the most honest, noble thing I've kind of heard almost all year from a government employee. So I'll take it. <laughs> um, and lastly, to end on some good news, um, the Kellogg's union members ratify a new contract ending a nearly three-month strike. I uh, got this from the CDC. Um, and this is kind of a follow-up. I mean, like I said, I, I, things kind of seemed pretty down dire. Um, Kellogg's is walking away from negotiations. 
you know, we had heard that the main union people working, um, the tobacco confectionery bakery, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I, they mentioned him in this article. Um, but, um, you know, it kind of been leaked. They, they would kind of been canoodling a little bit too much with Kellogg's. Um, but um, it does seem like the strike is over. It's been resolved, um, you know, at least to a point. They've worked out a deal that hopefully should stop strikes from now to like 2026. So, I mean, that's a big promise. Um, essentially, I, it does seem like there's kind of like a bit of a meeting in the middle here. Um, but, you know, 1,400 workers are going to be able to get back to work um, between the Michigan, Nebraska, uh, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee uh, plants. So that's pretty cool. Um, oh, let's see here. We got, we got the name of it. Bakery, confectionery, uh, tobacco workers, and grain millers international union. Woof. That's a mouthful. That's a whole lot of rice krispies. Um, but, um, the two tier benefit system that paid workers hired after 2015 at a lower scale than, uh, legacy employees. It looks like they've kind of worked that out. Like I said, that's kind of like the come to the middle thing. Um, so there's no permanent two tier system. Um, so, I mean, that's good. Um, but yeah, um, it's good that we're ending on some good news that some people can kind of get back to work. They can get off. Cause that's the thing. I think once again, that people think that people are trying to lean on some shit to try to just get more money and try to gain the system, milk the system. And it's like, no dude, it's never that. Like these are people who've been trying to hold out and fight for the right. They deserve to get pay. And not only that, they weren't just fighting for themselves. They're fighting for people in the future because they know that people that were going to be replacing them, were be, they were getting shafted. They were getting nothing. And like new workers should be getting the same kind of treatment that older workers got. You know what I mean? Like if anything, she should be getting better, not worse. So I'm, you know, kudos to the men and women fighting um, for, you know, their rights and the rights of their fellow workers. Um, hell Yeah. Um, I'm smoking to that shit. Um, because we got a new bull pack, baby. Uh, once again, Merry Christmas. Um, you know, thank you for sticking along with us, Brad and I, uh, together, apart, however. Um, we really appreciate you. We hope you have an amazing holiday, whether you celebrate, whether you don't. Hopefully the vibes are great. Um, you guys are our gift. Um, it's been a treat. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, and I mean, I'm going to get sappier too in future episodes. Um, but this is a little gush right now. Um, just thank you for sticking along. Um, money or not, obviously, it's just thank you for the support. Um, it's been a lot. Um, uh, speaking of support though, uh, we do have that Patreon. If you like talking some money, we would appreciate it. We'll definitely shout you out in return. Um, let's see what else we got. We got our socials. If you ever want to connect with us now and then podcast gang at gmail.com. Um, let's see what else do we got? Um, we have a Twitter that's now underscore Brad, uh, now Brad for our Facebook, uh, now and then podcast on our Instagram, you can keep up with us that way. Um, if you're on Spotify, if you're on um, Apple Music, uh, make sure to follow us. I know for sure you can do that on Spotify. 
in terms of reviews, five stars, please. We appreciate that. That gets us at the top of any potential chart as soon as possible. You know, even though it's not a cloud chase, we're on there though. We trying to get that money, bread. We trying to get that shmoney. Um, but yeah, also just tell your friends about us. That's the best thing you can do, honestly, for truly. Um, really hypes us out, hypes us up, makes us feel good. Um, and just thanks again for sticking along with us through the hypes, the highs, and the lows, through the bad edits, the good ones, uh, to the kooky sounds. Um, yeah, we love you very much. Um, the kisses and smooches are real. They're from the heart. Um, once again, happy holidays. We love you. Goodbye. Mwah.